Happy Sabbath, everyone. Oh, that was a wonderful and uh, inspiring children's story. Something that we can all take into account of how many times we have walked away from our instructions of our parents. And so with that, it's a testimony of God's mercy. Uh, he's a God that loves us and he wants to protect us even when we're stiff-necked and rebellious. And I'm chief. <laughs> I, I am I, undeserving. But before I go uh, further into the message that I want to share with you, I, this this is a message not only that has been inspired by the Holy Spirit that I wanted to to share with you, but it, this is something that that my wife and I and my son Joseph we we have we we too have experienced. So this is this is a message for us, and so this is we're we're, we're among friends. And before I, I begin, I would like to start with prayer, if you don't mind. Lord Jesus, we come before you. You gave everything to give us everything. Heaven went bankrupt. The Father gave you to take on our sins, that through you, we would have eternal life, that we would be with you forever. And Lord, that is an amazing love, considering the proclivities of our behavior of being just stiff-necked and rebellious. But Lord, by your mercies, we have been softened through your spirit. So, Lord, allow the words that are spoken this day, this moment, your words. Hide me, Lord, behind the shadow of your mind, Lord. That they, they, I not be seen, but your words will be heard. That, Lord, you are our king. You are our desire. And that is our prayer this very moment to exalt you and praise you and to know, Lord, that you are with us even at the end of the age and you are coming soon for this earth. And we praise your precious name, Jesus. Amen. If you would, if you have your Bibles, uh, I know that the Sabbath school lesson is going on in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Got a little bit of an echo. Is it me or is it okay? It's all right. Okay, all right. I want to make sure I the the volume is perfect for everyone and everyone could hear. Okay, if you open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve, and this is kind of sobering when you read it. Just uh, just give me a an amen when you got there. Amen. I'll wait. Okay. Uh, chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Amen. Okay. 
It reads, God's word reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's who we're wrestling with. We're in a battle. And sometimes I think, no. Some, I know from my own personal experiences that I lose sight of that completely. And we need to realize that we are in a battle and that we're dealing with a spiritual darkness that came from a war in heaven and now it's here on this earth. And God's on trial. And the devil is saying, God doesn't love you. He's going to abandon you. He's going to just give up on you because look at what you've done. My track record is horrible. But praise God for his sacrifice on the cross that his blood cleanses us. And that our sins are as far away as it is from the east to the west. And that when God the Father looks upon us, he sees his son. Not the wicked Tom Fisher. He doesn't see him. He sees his son. And that's what, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Because the devil is really good about putting us in a guilt situation all the time. Look what you did here. You did this. You should have done this. You should have done this. Wait a minute. I gained, I went to God. I went to God. I asked God to forgive me. I asked God to forgive me. Oh, you ooh, look at that. Oh, no. Ooh. And we, we like we're fishing up our past sins. And God says, no. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Why do we listen to him? But he's slick, isn't he? He's really slick. And I'm not giving credit to the devil. I'm just saying we need to be aware of what he does. I like to kind of segue to my days of being in the military. I was in the Marine Corps, believe it or not. You may not. It's like, what? No way. I was like, okay, yeah, I was. And I did special operations, and we did all sorts of weird stuff. And some of the things that we did was non-lethal weapon systems. Has anyone ever heard of those before? Ever, see, ever seen like the beanbag shotgun, you know, the, like the police have, you can shoot you with the beanbag and, well, it, it, if they hit you in the right place, it would be lethal. But it's not meant to cause death. That's the idea. Well, I was in 29 Palms, and most everyone knows where that is, right? And they were working on an acoustic weapon system. Has anyone ever heard of an acoustic weapon system? <laughs> they also have a heat weapon system, too. But this acoustic weapon system was particularly effective because what it did, it generated a noise, and they were able to direct it like a laser. Don't ask me the science behind it, but it was very effective. And what it did was it sent this stream of noise to a specific area. And this noise was so overwhelming that it incapacitated anyone in that, in that path. 
That's what it did. Amazing. But it's non-lethal. And so it incapacitated them so you can move forward in safety. And they use these particularly like in checkpoints where a stop sign is and you know they want to make sure that you're not going to do something that's going to be harmful. And so it, it's just a, another form of a, a security system. The devil does the same thing, but he's not as obvious as the military. He takes different platforms that we've accepted. I, let me see if I can get a visual aid here. Phones. And on my phone, I have probably 20 plus apps. Most of them I don't even do, <laughs> but they're on there. This phone is a platform. It's got social media on it. It's got all sorts of good stuff with it, good and bad, right? I'm not condemning phones. I'm not condemning apps, but it has a, you can do a good version and you can do a bad version of it. My wife and I and my son, well, Joseph was in Henderson, but now he's in Texas. <laughs> And we're, we're really glad that he's here. He's a blessing. Uh, but we, we live in Henderson, Nevada. I don't know if you're familiar with the geography of Nevada. We're literally miles away from Las Vegas. Miles. I mean, it's, what is it, 10, 10, 15 minute drive? That, that's with traffic. And you're in, you're in Vegas. So entertainment is another one. Is entertainment bad? No. But can it be? Can it be used to distract us? Absolutely. Food and drink. Right? Um, we're talking about foods we know that we shouldn't be eating that will cause health issues. We're talking about drinks. You know, I mean, I'm not even talking about just uh, the simple little, um, you know, the alcohol issues. I ain't talking about alcohol. Not in this group. Absolutely not. But there is, there are drinks out there that will affect our heart rate. You got these uh, energy drinks that are out there. Those are those you need to be very careful with. You need to you need to really appreciate what God has given us that this wonderful body, right? And so, I call all these things noise that that generate noise and. When we have a lot of noise, you ever have ringing in your ears? Anyone have ringing in your ears? I have it right now. I actually have, I can hear it right now. But I actually, I, I don't know how you guys do it, but I actually, I focus on something else. And it's just kind of, it's there, but it, I don't let it bug me. And so this noise can be really, really loud, really loud. Just like that weapon system that they're using to incapacitate soldiers, right? And here we have an opportunity to have to deal with this, this noise. Now, not all noise is going to be attractive like entertainment, social media, food and drink. We also have trials and challenges that we talked about a little earlier in, this, in, in, our, in our congregation today in the prayer. Everyone has a trial. 
Everyone has something going on in our lives. There is not a single person in here right now that says, you know what? My life is absolutely perfect. I have no issues at all. Mm -mm. If we're standing for God, guess what? The devil's going to be standing against you, and we're going to have trials. And he is going to pound us and pound us as much as he possibly can. And why? To discourage us. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to be frustrated. He wants us to have this seed of unbelief. Like, well, is God really going to deliver me from this potential litigation? Is God going to deliver me from this health issue? Is God really going to be there when I am at my lowest? And yes, he is. Because his word says, I am with thee even to the end of the age. And I've loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, I've drawn you unto myself. Those are God's words. Those aren't man's words. This is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And so, what is our part? What is our duty? You know what I'm saying? What, what do we do? What do we do? It's like, we have a daily decision, don't we? Are we going to listen to God? Or are we going to let the noise of the world sweep us away? We have a choice. And we have to make that choice every day. We have to make that choice almost every hour, depending upon your circumstances. That's the way it is. Choices and the consequences. Uh, my wife and I have been um, actually studying the book of Numbers. I don't know if you've read through Numbers from chapter 1 all the way through to, I think it's 35 or 36. It's, it's, it's absolutely just invested with so many object lessons. Balaam and Balak. Remember Balaam? Okay, he's that, he's that prophet. And Balak, he's the king of Moab. And man, he's like, Hey, these Israelites are coming, and I want you to curse them. And Balak goes, well, I'm going to get some money. I'm going to get some money. I'm going to get some honor. You know, ah, yeah. And sure enough, God says, no, you're my prophet, and you're not going to curse the people that I have blessed. And, and Balaam goes, hmm, I'm hearing two things. I hear two things. What am I going to do? And God speaks to him. He says, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And finally, he goes, he goes okay, you can... Well, actually, he says, I'm going to go. And he gets on his, his normal donkey that he has each and every time. And the donkey sees an angel with the sword. And the donkey three times stops him from being killed. And that third time, Balaam's leg is crushed against the wall and beats him with the rod. And what does God do? He speaks through that donkey. And did Balaam listen? He did a little bit because he got caught. But in the end, Balaam ends up dying because he listened to the noise. There are consequences. There are consequences. And we need to be aware of that. Balaam had an opportunity to have a life inspiring others to worship God. He could have worked with Balak, but he chose the world. 
In God's word, it says it tells us in Joshua chapter 24. And this is interesting because the very fact that you know and understand that the Israelites, when they left out of Egypt, that first generation that left out of Egypt, they died in the desert. They died in the desert because of their stiff-necked unwillingness to listen to God. Oh, we want to go back to Egypt, to the flesh pots. Only two came out of that generation, Joshua and Caleb. That is it. In the book of Numbers, it talks about how God spoke to Moses. They, In fact, you remember the issue with Miriam and Aaron? Do you remember that? And they were murmuring against Moses and says, why does Moses have so much power? Why does he have this? Why does he have that? They were murmuring against God. And what happened? What happened? What happened to Miriam? She, what happened? She became leprous, didn't she? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And these were the leaders of the Israelites. The leaders. This is an this is a this is such a huge red, red flag for us. If we think we're safe, if we think that, oh, I'm good, stand by. Because Miriam, Aaron, they were, they were next to Moses. In fact, the, the time when God addressed the murmuring, he says, the three of you go to the tabernacle, the, you go to the tabernacle of the congregation. And he spoke to them. And he says, you two come forward. This is God talking to him. I don't know about you, but I'd be like, oh, no, Lord, I don't want to go. I'm going to stay right here. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm guilty. And they went forward. And Miriam had to stay outside the camp for seven days. Seven days. And other things followed. We can go on and on. The rebellious Korah, everything, everything that happened. It's like, the ground opening up and swallowing families. The, hunt, the 250 princes that were there, men of renown, that were burned because they listened to the noise. These were people of the book. These were the, the leaders of the church, absolute leaders of the church. Welcome. Come on in. Perfect timing. Come on in. So, what does Joshua have to say to us? Joshua is coming near the end of his time on, on this earth, and he says to the people of Israel, this is the second and third generation now that he's talking to that have come out of the, the land of Egypt, okay? And this is what he says, Joshua 24, verse 15, and, and all of you know this, I'm sure. It reads, and it if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served were that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We gotta make a stand. We gotta, we gotta because we have brothers and sisters that are going to be swayed. They're going to be bamboozled. They're going to be taken into the hairs and the entanglements of the world. 
And this not only includes us older folks, but it includes the younger people too. It includes everyone. And what does God want? We just sang that song, Marching to Zion. I don't know about you, but I tear up when I... We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, my goodness. That is our home. It's our home. And you know what? We have an evil, dark principality that says, no, I can't go back, and I don't want you to go into it. You know what? We rebuke him. We rebuke him in the name of Jesus. We rebuke him. And it doesn't matter what is going on in the book of first kings chapter 19 you remember about elijah elijah and jezebel right and king ahab and there's that there's uh, the uh, drought for three and a half years and sure enough and then you have the prophets of jezebel remember that and then jezebel's what you did to my prophets i will do to you even more and what did elijah do he fled. He ran. He ran like a scared little boy. He ran. It's interesting because uh, when you look at, it's in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 9 to 12. He says that, uh, this is what God said. Uh, God says, <laughs> what doest thou here, Elijah? What are you doing here in this cave? I'm with you. I was with you in Mount Carmel. I'm with you now. I'm with you tomorrow. I'm with you forever. The, the same message is said to us. Why are you here, Tom? Why are you here? Why are you in Vegas on the strip? Why are you here dis in despair? Why are you here? And God says, I love you with an everlasting love. So what is our duty? What do we do? What can we do? God's going to get open that door, but we got to do something, right? We have an obligation to recognize God as our king. We have an obligation, if we want, to love him and to obey him. Because he loves us with an everlasting love. Let me share a, a, a scripture with you. Elijah says, uh, God says to Elijah, what are you doing here? And then I was like, okay, uh, why am I here? And God says, I want you to go to the cross. I want you to go to Calvary. I want you to see and witness and understand that the love of God is real. It's not some fable. It's not because of this. It's real. The cross is real. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world is real. And the blood he shed is real. It's real. It's not some fable. And this is what Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. If you want to read along with me, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. 
I'll pause here for a second and give you a chance. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And it reads, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. When we read this, we should put our names on there. It should say, I am Tom, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I. Christ lives in me, Tom, and the life which I now live, Tom, my life, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves Tom and gave himself for me, Tom, for you, for the whole world. That's our God. That's our God. Amen. We drown out the noise of the world through the cross. Every day, we go to the cross. Every day. And John 3, 16 and 17 is just so powerful, isn't it? It's like most, it's like the, the entire world knows John 3, 16 or is familiar with it. But you got to have 17, verse 17. You got it. It's, 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 it's a sandwich. You need the top and the bottom on it, right? And so it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Might, might be saved. We want to be saved. The world has nothing for us. In the book of Isaiah, Chapter 53, it starts with, Who has believed our report? Whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? That is a powerful, powerful verse if you really think about it. Are we believing the, the cross, the salvation of the cross? Are we believing that God sent his son to die for our sins? Are we believing that the arm of God has been revealed through his son Jesus? To the cross. Do we believe it? And then he goes, then Isaiah, the prophet, goes on and he says that he grew up as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. The Son of God. The one who takes away our guilt, our shame. The one who says, I'm going to take off my jacket and I'm going to give you my jacket, my robe of righteousness, so you can be with me in heaven. I don't know about you, but that makes me cry. Because I am undeserving. And if we think that we're safe in this world without Jesus, we're lost. Elijah, come on, guys, Elijah, he called fire down, and he ran from Jezebel. He ran. Moses, 
Moses was told by God, talk to the rock. Talk to the rock, he said. Sorry. And what did Moses do? He let the noise of the, of the children of Israel get to his head. And he got frustrated and angry. How easy is that today? Oh, my goodness. I am chief of that. And instead of listening to God and talking to the rock, what did he do, guys? He hit it, didn't he? He hit it. And God says, you can't enter the promised land. There's consequences. But God, in his mercy and grace, in the, in the book of Jude, what happened there? Jesus was resurrected, brother, sister. He was resurrected. Even, even at the devil was like chiding and saying, no, no, you can't do it. You can't do that. God rebuke you. And sure enough, on the Mount Transfiguration, Elijah and Moses were there talking to Jesus. <laughs> if that is not a testimony that we ought to be clinging to the cross, I don't know what can be even stronger. We need the cross. We need to see Jesus, not the Jesus that's, that died on the cross, the resurrected Jesus. But there, but Scripture says, Scripture says, there is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. Yes, ma'am. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yes, ma'am. That is exactly where I'm going. Thank you so much. We need that Holy Spirit. Because that Holy Spirit is going to give us the fruits of the Spirit. And it's going to change us from the inside out. It's going to make us as he is. You know, in, in uh, Scripture it says that and we will behold him and we will see him and we will be as he is. Can you wait for that? I mean, come on. I mean, a life with, with peace. And with love, I mean, a love that is beyond our understanding. We don't look at, we love the way God loves. <laughs> I yearn for that. You know, the, 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 God's going to give that to us. We just need to ask him. We just need to ask. And then this is what he's going to give us. Above and beyond, exceedingly beyond our expectations or what we could ever ask, right? And that is love, joy, peace. This is all in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, the faith of Jesus, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. My brothers and sisters, my friends, we can walk in the Spirit. We can walk in the light of Christ. We just need to let Him in and realize we need to cling to Him. And when those temptations come in, the ones that are attractive, and then the ones that come in that are disruptive, 
we cling to Jesus. We cling to him. No matter what, we cling to God. And he will lead and guide our ways and give us blessings beyond our understanding. I want to share a story with you. It's about me, and it's a good story. <laughs> okay, so you ready for a good story? All right. It's true. It's all true. Um, Joyce and I have uh, undergone what everyone has undergone, a loss of a loved one. And so here I am. I'm now solo. And I'm like, God, I trust in you. Uh, please um, lead me where you need me to go. And so uh, he leads me to Joyce. And we meet and we correspond. And we're, we're just like, we're just, I don't, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? We just, it's a, it's a match, you know, match made in heaven, you know, that kind of thing. And I was hesitant. I was like, just like, I was like, one of the things that, uh, as, as Joyce and I were getting to know each other is, uh, I, I wanted a soulmate that loved God as much or more than I did. And so I said, okay, God, I was like, almost, I feel like I was like, he's like, okay, uh, uh, King Hezekiah, make the, make the sundial go backwards, you know? <laughs> so I said, God, I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to, this is going to, I, I need you to give me your wisdom. And so I said, I told, I was talking to Joyce and I said, Joyce, I, I really need a prayer partner. I need someone to pray with. I'm, I, I'm, would you pray with me every day? Would you pray with me? And Joyce says, yes. I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right. And so I'm, uh, I'm with her and, um, I'm just like, oh man, I'm, I'm just, I've been blessed. I love this woman so much. And I, I remember it was, uh, it were in, uh, one of the, a mall or something like that. And um, I was just like, God, I, I, how do I tell her that I love her so much? And, and the Holy Spirit, I, I, literally, I, I can't tell you, was it a voice? But, I, it, you know, it's in your head, right? You know, and he says, tell her, tell her. And uh, I'm like, no, no, I can't. I can't. It's too soon. She'll, she's going to run. She's going to be afraid. Tell her, tell her. And I'm like, no, God, I can't. She, it's going to ruin a great thing. He's like, and he's like, tell her, tell her. <laughs> and finally I said, okay, if she runs away, it's your fault. <laughs> and he, and it was like, tell her. And so that's what I did. I, I went up to her and I says, I love you and I want to marry you. And she hugged me. And mind you, this is the middle of the street, of course. And I was like, oh, hopefully it'll get run over. And uh, it's like, and, uh, and, um, and she was, oh, yeah. And, and we got married. But, you know, I, I say that story because the Holy Spirit, the, God wants us to have joy, peace. He wants to have a life filled with, that is, that is a, a blessing for us. And it's a blessing for him. And, 
he speaks to us. And so he spoke to Elijah. He spoke to Moses. He speaks to us each and every day. And all we got to do is cling to the cross. Give our focus to the cross. The noise of the world's going to be out there. But you know what? If we focus on the cross, yeah, it's there. But we're going to hear that small voice. And we're going to be blessed. And it's going to really upset the evil one. But you know what? Greater is he that is in us than he is in this world. And so I want to end with this. And this is, it's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Actually, let me, let me go back just a little bit. Um, the, Lord, the Lord wants us to listen to his amazing love. He doesn't want to lecture us. He wants us to witness and to listen and experience his love. In times of challenges, times of joy, all the time. He wants us to listen. He wants us to bring it in. He wants us, like Sabbath, he's like, this is my day. I want you to be with me. And he wants to give us that peace, and he wants to give us a new life in his son, Jesus Christ. So daily, daily, be intentional. Go to the cross. Give God your time to listen through his word, through prayer. Give it all you got, and God will bless you abundantly. And that's not just me saying that. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. God's word says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Praise God that he would allow this vessel who was unworthy to be even up here, that he would want to reside in this vessel. But he does. He wants to reside in all his children. And very soon, very soon, through his power, we will reflect his true character. And the church, Zion, is going home. It's going home. All we got to do is trust in God and obey. And we are on the path. And we will be home. Amen. And amen. I believe the the end song is uh, trust and obey. Um, do we do the, the do we do, will you do the prayer at the end or I do the prayer at the end after the song? Okay, all right, very good.